did you have more fun rowing with Savannah or rowing with me in the double? Oh, you know, get him hot takes more here. More fun is an easy answer. What? I'm fun. No way you're as fun as I am in a double. We were okay, in the vibes double. Also did, did win, and winning is fun. Welcome to The Other Three Years, a show for anyone who has an Olympic-sized dream they want to turn into a reality. Hi, and welcome to episode four of The Other Three Years. This week on the podcast, I have three of my Orion Rowing teammates, Savannah Bria, Lauren O'Connor, and Megan Goodman. And we talk about the difference between teammates and friends. See, we're all teammates, but we're also each other's biggest competition. And how do you balance that? How do you balance being a friend with someone that you also have to sit next to at the starting line that beating that person could mean making the Olympic team or not? So we delve into that and a lot more during this week's episode. But first, here's an update about my current training out in Chula Vista, California. Live from sunny California, it's May. It's very exciting. Yep, we can keep singing. It's going to be May. Now it actually is. It's very, really the most exciting thing ever. (laughs) So I'm at the Chula Vista Elite Athlete Training Center at a selection camp. And I'm in my second week of a three-week camp. Basically, the purpose of the camp is to select boats that will go and race at the second World Cup, um, which is in Italy in June. This week is definitely things are ramping up a little bit, but next week will be really all of our selection pieces. So the pressure will be mounting all of this week and then really next week. The The level of competition is high, but that makes it pretty exciting. The stakes are that some people will be selected to go to a race in Europe at the World Cup and some people won't. And ultimately, you always want to be selected to race at every possible race, especially an international race. Also, the way that our selection procedures in the US are written for open weights, at least, if you make the World Cup team, then you will also make the World Championship team. It's not fine finalized what boat you'll be in, but you'll definitely be on the team. So this isn't, I guess, quote unquote, the last chance. There will be another selection camp after the World Cup in Italy. So after that, come back to the US and there will be another camp. But everyone wants to make it now, (laughs) obviously. Um, You know, we're all competitors and we want to do as well as possible. And it's fun, you know, going to Going to get more racing opportunities is both fun and, you know, invaluable experiences. So everyone is really gunning to get those spots for a good reason. And otherwise, I feel good, obviously, a little bit nervous and I want to put my best foot forward, but I feel confident that I can add speed to boats and that I can positively impact any boat that I'm in. And I really have so much respect for the group of women that I'm training with right now and ending up in a boat with any of them would be amazing. And I'm really not just saying that I actually think it. So it's kind of a really lucky place to be right now because I feel like any outcome 
will be positive and will lead to a really great experience. Here's a special thank you to our sponsor, The Beauty Bar. The Beauty Bar is your new glam destination for women on the go in Saratoga, New York. The Beauty Bar is amazing and can help you feel your best with many different services available, including monthly memberships for blowouts and makeup. The Beauty Bar also offers bridal makeup, brow tinting, one-on-one makeup lessons, and group classes. I had an awesome time with my stylist, Fawn, and she was not at all intimidated when I arrived still gross and sweaty from a workout. It was a pretty amazing transformation, all while she kept me feeling relaxed and comfortable. I can't recommend Fawn and the Beauty Bar more. Now we'll go to our review of the week. This week's review comes to us from Apple Podcasts and comes from Double H. They say, love the honesty and openness that Christy brings to the podcast. Can't wait to follow along as she makes her attempt at meddling at the 2024 Paris Olympics. Very motivational. Thanks, Double H. I'm happy to have you along for the journey. And to everyone else, if you would like to submit a review to maybe be shared on the podcast, podcast. You can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So this week's episode is featuring three of my Orion Rowing teammates in a panel discussion about teammates and how to balance teammate friendship relationships, how to live with teammates, how to compete with teammates, how to be a supportive teammate, what happens when someone is a bad teammate. We dive into all those different things and the inner workings of our team. It was a really fun conversation and, you know, I love my teammates. So it was really fun to have them on the podcast and I'm really excited to share the conversation with everybody. Uh, I'm Savannah Bria. I'm 26 and I uh, grew up outside of Chicago and then went to school at Ithaca College. Go Bombers. They just won Liberty Leagues today. Um, And I am currently training on the sculling side. I raced the single last week at NSR and came in third. So now unofficially i have a camp two invite and i'm just training as hard as i can to take one of the last uh sculling spots the way that the camp system works is that there's two different camps the first camp is a small group that kind of takes the best of the best in the u.s to make the fastest boat possible make the number one combo and then camp two is to fill in the rest of the team to create uh, all of the boats. So right now, Lauren and Christy are at camp one, go them, uh, trying to make the fastest combination. And then at the end of the summer, I will come in and try to take one of the spots, one of the final spots. So I guess my biggest competition would be either you two or <laughs> you're going to say every, everyone is my biggest everyone. competition. I mean, honestly, it's realistically every other U.S. scholar right now. Megan? Sure. My name is Megan Goodman. I'm originally from just outside San Francisco, Pleasanton, California. 
Uh, I went to school at the University of San Diego. Um, and then I moved uh, out to Princeton, which was then the U.S. Ring Training Center post-college. And then peak 2020 pandemic COVID, um, Orion had a great setup where we could train in all these little pods, thanks in part to this training center and this living situation. Um, and so I moved to Orion, uh, sculled quite a bit in these little baby singles that these three ladies are rowing. And then just this past January started sweeping. So one big oar um, raced at the first, our first opportunity to race these pairs was winter speed order. Um, and then this upcoming Sunday, so what, two days from now, um, we'll race at a spring speed order that's going to be my last shot to get this invite to the camp too. They'll fully divide it up between scullers and sweepers. I'll be trying to make the U.S. sweep team, the eight, the four, or the pair. That's amazing. Lauren? I'm Lauren O'Connor. I'm 24. I'm from the southern part of Wisconsin, a very small town called Belleville. And I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's where I learned to row. And then post-college, post I graduated in 2020 when pandemic was insane and decided to move to Saratoga and join Orion. And currently I am in Chula Vista, California with Christy training. We're going to be where I'm a part of camp one, like Savannah said, and then I'll be going to, uh, Italy soon to world cup one or world cup two world cup one is happening now world cup two, uh, where we'll be racing doubles and a quad and it will be my first national team and first international race experience. So Yay! Go how do you feel about that? Uh, very excited. Very nervous as well you know a whole new whole new world out here uh but it's really fun it's fun getting to row with new people and to race in different boats and can't wait to travel to europe and see what things are like over there and the most pressing question did you have more fun rowing with savannah or rowing with me in the double (laughs) oh you know, get them hot cakes. More here fun is an easy answer. What? I'm fun. <laughs> no way you're as fun as I am in a double. We were okay, in the vibes double. Also did, did win, and winning is fun. Vibes were great in the double with Sav. We did win though with Christy. So you know, well, you guys did win that. You race. did actually win many a race. Too. We did win <laughs> summer nationals. We did win many a race. Just not the one that we really wanted to win. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't win the first one. Yeah. But then we won every other race in the double. All cool. right, I'll work on my vibes. Christy, you have great vibes. <laughs> I love the double. I had, I've had fun in both of the doubles. I, I, just, wanted to, I just wanted to fight <laughs> Savannah. They're the pot. They're the pot. Christy, who's your biggest competition? Myself. Can you elaborate, please? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it probably is myself, but also the Romanians are really fast in the women's double. Um, But I've been really fortunate, like, to have 
these guys have been only getting faster and they've really been like up in the ante. So they don't make my job any easier um, at practice every day. It is an interesting thing to be one of the like top people on a team because everyone's kind of gunning for your spot. And obviously it's kind of a like world's tiniest violin complain about being fast, but it can be uh, it can be a bit of a like thankless job because when you do well, it's kind of what you were supposed to do. But when you don't do well, it's like somebody else's like biggest victory ever to beat you. And you're like, all right, well, I'm just a person <laughs> also. So um, that's just a little bit tough, but I've been really trying to like live, especially this year on like, I want to do well for myself and I want to like do things that I've never done before as compared to like necessarily beating specific people, because also I don't know what's happening in those people's lives or those people's training. So I don't want to judge my successes as like, just compared to like a singular person. I want to compare them to like a time standard or, you know, a a place in an international regatta, that kind of thing, Um, which has just been working for me more recently. Is that a cop-out answer? I don't know. (laughs) That's actually a great answer. It's a lie. It's me. We're both fighting to make the best double. Oh yeah. Right now. (laughs) I thought we could just start with talking about the difference between like college teams versus like what it's like now having kind of elite teammates and how that's maybe different or similar. My name is Megan Goodman. I think in the biggest transition from collegiate rowing to elite rowing is that in collegiate rowing, you have like this big name across your chest. For me, University of San Diego, you are rowing for a school, for this institution. You all have a very similar goal and you row like these big team boats are the norm. Um, even within the team boats, you're fighting for positions or to make the top boat or the second boat, but you're still on race day, like working as this group against all the other teams and then moving into elite rowing while we are all on a team. We are all on Orion. We are teammates. We have similar goals. Sometimes those goals can happen by beating each other or by being each other's biggest competitors. So in college, when you look at your competitors, you're looking at people from these different schools, these different institutions, these different organizations, clubs, whatever. And then in elite rowing, you often look across and it's like your five teammates um, who you have done the same training and the same work as. And instead of being in the boat with them, they are your competition. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like it's, I feel like it's hard And then can also be a weird situation where maybe you didn't have a race that you wanted to have, but like your teammate did have a really good race. And so you kind of have to balance this, you know, like sad for yourself, but happy for other people and how to like be a good teammate in that, in that scenario. But also like, maybe you didn't accomplish your goal. I feel like that happens to us all the time. And I'm always like astounded, like not astounded, it's the wrong word, but very impressed by kind of astounded is okay (laughs) yeah like what good teammates people are I don't know if you guys like agree I just it's it's very impressive to me I agree um hi this is Savannah Bria uh no I feel like elite rowing is so much more selfish than collegiate rowing and that was like a very hard transition because I feel like in college it's all about the team and what's best for the team and whatever you can do to hold up that NCAA trophy at the end of the year 
And as much as everyone's fighting for the best boats in college, if my coach told me we would win an NCAA championship, if I sat in the 2V or if I sat in a four or anything, like I would probably do it versus now it's just, I'm the one that's holding myself accountable to my goals. And if I'm not the one that's like advocating for myself and pushing for what I want, like no one else is going to do it. And it's hard because no one wants to step on their teammates' toes and no one wants to do that because ultimately we all get faster because of each other. But then when it comes race time, it's like, okay, like time to turn the like friend and teammate brain off and just like competition brain on. And then like, as soon as you cross the finish line, it's like, okay, here are my friends again. (laughs) That it's just like pretty crazy. Yeah. I I mean, I feel, yeah, Lauren, I feel like we're in kind of a funny scenario I mean not fun I don't know if funny is the right word but it's like the same thing I'd say the same thing right now like we're like in a boat together but then they're like okay now go in these other boats (laughs) like maybe you wanna I don't know yeah I'd agree um I'm Lauren O'Connor um yeah right now it's interesting being at like a selection camp where they're like oh we want like we rode a double together and we did well in it and we qualified but at the same time they're like let's just test out some other combinations and just see what happens so it's like you know you get into that state where you're like you know you want to see the fastest double but you also want to be like in that fastest double so it's you have to be like I can literally go from like sitting in a boat with this person and like being a teammate to like all of a sudden you're in a different lineup and you still and you like are kind of competing against them but at the same time it's like the second you're off the water you're still just like well we're we're teammates and let's go get ice cream yeah like let's (laughs) let's go on a a jog together just like be like normal humans and it's it's very it's such a weird dynamic but it's also like so unique I feel like you really don't get that like I don't I've never experienced it in any other form besides like where we are right now and being a part of Orion yeah I'd say even though in college like I feel like on like the erg or, you know, you're, you're kind of pitting up, putting yourself up against your teammates and then, and there's like a pecking order and a ranking, but then it's just like your friends. I don't know. It's always been interesting to me. And I feel like rowing is kind of a unique sport in that front where we're constantly like comparing ourselves to our teammates and, but then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter like where you fall in that comparison when you leave practice and you're all just friends like no one really cares, you know? So I think that's one of the coolest things about being on a team like this is that like the awareness we have of a lot in a lot of different sports, like your, your success doesn't have to be the other person's failure. And in our sport, sometimes your success is the other person's failure to reach that goal. Like a lot of times they're like, everybody has a different goal or a different success looks different. And sometimes because we are like literally all in the same boat, but um, like you're you can't have success without kind of like knocking somebody else off. And the fact that like we can all go race and everybody can have totally different experiences, positive, negative, like reaching goals, failing goals. And then we all go get breakfast and talk about other things or even talk about rowing. Like, I think that's a pretty cool thing. I totally agree. I'd argue like for the most part, I think we do a really good job, but 
I, for the sake of conversation and controversy, like I do think sometimes it gets really hard though. And like, it can be really hard to be a good teammate while also dealing with your own either like successes or failures and, and ha- finding the balance of supporting other people and, and supporting the team because maybe what the team, what's best for the team isn't what's best for you. And like in college, you just ignore those things. But when you're an elite rower, like you don't ignore those things. I don't know if yeah, you guys have I experienced mean, that. I can tell you from experience when you are not doing well, it is so hard to support other teammates. Sorry to you guys, Christy and Lauren. <laughs> for example, Florida, I was not having a time. And I was like, so happy that like, Lauren, I feel like you were having the best time. And I was like, got to support her. But I am so angry at the world right now. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Not, not my brightest moment, but we've circled back. I mean, I think that's something that like is so hard within the sport too, is it can change so drastically and such like that was me in August this past year of like, I am so upset of how things are going and things really suck right now. But like, I'm so proud of my teammates, but also this, and I like want to support them. But then you're also just like, oh my God, everything kind of sucks. How do I put on like a good face and be like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you at the same time that like internally, you're like, oh my God, everything is, I'm so upset. And I don't know how to handle my own emotions. It's like such a hard balance. And then like, you can literally go a couple months later and be like, I'm in the completely opposite spot. And I also don't know how to handle this. Like, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm usually very impressed with the way that people handle things. And I also feel like externally, (laughs) at least externally. And like, I don't feel like we're on a team of like showboaters, which I think is, is really nice. Like, and we, I, I think people are really good at celebrating like accomplishments of all shapes and sizes. Back in 2017, I like didn't make the team, but a few of my like Orion teammates at the time did. And I was literally like in Canada, Canadian Henley, when I found out that they had made it. <clears throat> and um, I like didn't have cell phone service, you know, like I didn't have data because I was in Canada. And I was like, so happy for them, but also just like so sad. And I didn't know what to do. So I just like turned my dad on and like called my mom and was like, I just need to cry for five minutes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's an expensive cry because I turned my dad <laughs> on. <laughs> and I was like, and then I'm going to hang up and I promise I'm fine. But like, I don't want to pay for more, like more for this than I have to. <laughs> you get 97 <laughs> seconds of selfish cry That's yeah it. like hiding behind a children's trailer in a canadian <laughs> and then crying. you probably had to go race like six events later that afternoon <laughs> no i was just coaching <laughs> just coaching but yeah. yeah like it can be so hard because you're like okay i don't want to seem like like i'm not happy for them so i just kind of feel the need to like hide my sadness <laughs> um which also probably isn't super healthy yeah, I'm a big fan of a little bit of rage goes a long way. <laughs> when in doubt, a little bit of rage. Yeah, and I feel like you guys all still live with each other, which I think is another like added added challenge to that because it's 
I think I, I don't live with any of my teammates anymore. So I have a little bit of like separation at times, but maybe you guys want to talk a little bit about how like that plays into it too. Um, and maybe a little bit about what your living situation is. So everyone can <laughs> hear about how exciting it is. <laughs> um, so we live with up to eight people in our training center and there's so there's eight bedrooms we have our we have two bathrooms in our kitchen like everything is in one space um and it's most of the time you're like this is great I get to be around my teammates people who follow a similar schedule it's like super nice to be like in that space but when things do like like get to a stressful point or like people are just not having a great time at that moment it can be really hard because you're like constantly around that's that thought process like it's so geared towards rowing it's so geared towards like doing the same thing every single day that it can be like wow I can have a really hard time separating myself from like thoughts emotions whatever or if like someone is going through a really rough time it can be like if you don't really know like what they need or what they want it can kind of be like oh my god how do I help you but at the same time I don't want to like overwhelm you but like so it has highs and lows yeah I feel like the vibes with eight people are very delicate like if one person is having a really bad time everyone knows (laughs) and like if one person is stressed then two people are stressed and then four people are stressed and now everyone's stressed about other people being stressed like it's just a cascading effect but then on the flip side like when we get into a groove of like okay we're gonna go like right now we're in such a good groove of people like going early to warm up and like everyone's on it and we're up and at it in the morning like really talking about and like gearing up for practice and then we like come back and like things are good and it really helps keep you in the routine when everyone's in the routine but if you fall out of it it's like very obvious that someone is like not part of it because you're not only micromanaging your own like emotions and feelings about current training and the morning's practice and things like that but you also kind of have to micromanage everyone else's or like micro awareness everybody else's um yeah yeah it's tight spaces but we do all have our own rooms, which I do think, like, gives some some room to have your own space. Like, a lot of us work part-time jobs that are not related to rowing or have remote jobs that we do from our rooms. So I think, like, finding the space has been an okay part of it. And then, hopefully, like, being able to celebrate in that same space can be taken advantage of, too. So do you guys feel like you kind of stay in the like teammate zone when you go home in your like relationships with each other? Or do you feel like it enters more of a friend or maybe a separate category of like roommate? Like, do you feel like you're kind of the way you interact with people changes in that setting or maybe it doesn't? I feel like it can kind of depend on like your own mental state at the time and like I feel like in times of high stress, like really revolving around rowing, like if you're going into like something important, like a race that you really want to do well at, a lot of the times, like 
conversation can really revolve around rowing and only rowing at those moments. And when you get into those spaces, it can kind of hard to turn off like the like, this is more of a teammate setting We're we're only thinking about like doing well, trying to make ourselves better, but like you can kind of like spiral in that. If you like in less stressful moments when we're kind of like just existing and like getting to like, if like when you're saying in your groove right now with training and just being in the house, like it can be a lot easier to be like, yeah, we're just friends and we're just hanging out and we like have dinner together and we watch trashy TV shows and like do whatever, like it, then you, I feel like it feels a little bit more like, okay, now I'm just like hanging out with my friends and I'm less in that like teammate mode. But I think the like topic of conversation and amount of like stress can really impact that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I lived for context. I lived in the training center. Um, I guess not with any of you, but, yeah. uh, for four years, three years. So I put in my time. <laughs> um, but I did, I, for me, one of the biggest challenges about living there was like, if there's a hard practice coming up, some people like to kind of talk about that practice or like, complain is maybe not the right word, but to me, it (laughs) seemed like complaining about like the hard thing. Yeah. Commiserate. And that, like, I like to not think about it until I'm in the moment. So that was hard for me because it would get me like all worked up and anxious. And that was just a challenge. Like I had to figure out how to kind of politely excuse myself from a room and, you know, not, not take part in certain conversations. How do you like to be supported by teammates? Like, Maybe, you know, and then also with that, like how you like to support teammates. I feel like we know what Megan's answers are, but. (laughs) I feel like for me, I row my best when I'm just having fun. So I love teammates that support me and like really just like embody that rowing as much as it's like our whole lives. Like ultimately it's just sport. And it's just a game that we just like all love playing. And I feel like when I can like play games and like mess around and like do the work, but like have some fun with it and like trash talk the pairs. Like I just have like so much more fun. Like when we can like joke and like get the work done and like all make each other better than like when it's so stressful and all the pressure's on, like that's where I feel like I perform my best. And I just like appreciate teammates that also bring that out. Megan and I have been having some good uh good banter recently. Good banter. Oh, let's yeah. hear a good, let's hear a good <laughs> slap. I don't know. What do you call a trash talk? <laughs> Smack. Smack. the pair will like absolutely wake me out and like have a great piece and i'll have a good piece and megan will be like oh what was your split and i'll be like oh i don't know like 155 and she's like only a 155 we went 150 i can't believe that and i'm like lol <laughs> lauren anything anything you you like to do i feel like, like pretty similar just like in being able to like actually enjoy the sport and just have a good time with it like sam and i rode together a lot last spring and our whole thing was just just vibes the whole time you don't really have to think about it you just kind of you just kind of do it and like obviously there's stress surrounding it but like if you let that seep into like the entire practice then you're like well i'm just not having a good time right now 
So having teammates that are like, not like they're there to like bring you up and just be like, yeah, we're just going to do it. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be fun. And we're going to push each other. And like, it's, it just makes for a a great training environment. Good times. What about you, Christy? I feel like I've had so many like amazing teammates like over the years. I don't know. I rode in high school and college and then now I've rode on Orion for so long. And like, I mean, obviously there have been some hiccups along the way, but like on on my part as well, (laughs) it's really, I think the most amazing thing about having teammates that's like makes you such close, like so close, so close to your teammates. And then what I think creates like those lasting friendships is that you're super vulnerable. And so sometimes, you know, you do something or you say something or something happens. That's like, not your, you know, most shining moment, but then you're like supported through those things. It's almost like when the things are bad and working through that stuff and then feeling the support of your teammates, like those, those things are probably more special to me than when everything's great and everyone's happy. And I mean, those times are also obviously super fun, but like feeling the support of hard times is like, I don't know. That's when I really feel like, Oh, this person is a special person. Like these are really special people that I'm around and I'm just constantly impressed by everyone. Like I really am. I'm like, wow, she's an amazing grown ass woman. And she's an amazing grown ass. Like, I don't know. It's just like female power all the way. I mean, we've had male teammates, but I'm more of a fan of the women, I guess. (laughs) Savannah will second that. I will always thumbs up over here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's just really incredible that we're all like chasing, you know, these really lofty goals. Like it's not easy. It's not. And not everyone is going to achieve them. Like we, we all fail all the time. Like we were talking about earlier, but like we all support each other in the process and like people aren't afraid to go after things, which is just like so inspiring and so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a fan. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? I wanted, you had mentioned thinking about like, not losing friendships because of sport and I haven't lost any friendships because of sport, but I also thought that like the friends that did rowing in the past and now are like supporters, but not teammates was um, a cool thing to think about. Like people we rode with in high school or people we rode with in college that didn't get the chance or don't have the desire or the opportunity or whatever it may be to row elite. And now all these people that you like sat side by side in the trenches with in college get to watch you like go do all these cool things and they have also contributed to the athlete that you've been and then someday when we're all done rowing and we lead normal lives and we have homes and families and so many dogs like we can look back at each other and be like oh like I helped get that person there or like that piece was really crucial to this person I don't know I think it's cool that we like you build up like so many people that you don't even know you have that direct connection with like Christy had uh, a hip injury right what year did you get surgery 2017 2017 and then what year did you make the Olympics 
2021. And I had the same hip surgery at the end of 2020. And like, I didn't, I mean, I knew you vaguely in 2017, I guess we met in 20, what, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Um, But like really got to know her when I moved here and like her experience was like a teammate, friend, builder, supporter. Like we can rely on each other for those big things that, like you said, aren't necessarily good, but sometimes like bring out the best, the best teammate friend aspects of each other. I thought that was really cool, Christy. Yeah, Megan and I both have geriatric hips together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, I think it's true too. Like, I mean, I, it's crazy. All of my, I wish it wasn't, well, I won't even say, I wish it wasn't the case. Like, all of my friends are from rowing. I don't even know. I wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. I mean, it's funny now I'm a little bit, well, Megan's almost my age, but I'm a little bit older than you guys. But I think it's funny now, like a lot of my friends are married and have kids, um, but like rode at one point and they'll just like say like the funniest, like they still feel the need to like, you know, not feel the need, but they'll like, they're they're like, you're still in drama still. Yeah. yeah, You're still in that world. Like we're now in this new world and you're still in that world. Like, yeah. Live vicariously (laughs) through the like rowing drama, but also like when you have kids and you're married, you'll understand like this life. But, um, yeah, it's just funny because some things about rowing just really never change. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks everybody. Thanks for Thank you, Christina Wagner. Happy podcasting. Now it's time for your favorite segment, Ask Christy Anything. Hi, my name is Ossie. I'm the associate head coach here at Drexel. Um, and I know you're continuing to train, but even for myself, after I graduated, there's this little piece of time where you feel like, or at least I felt like I lost that identity as a student athlete and I was transitioning to the next one. And seeing as we have all fifth year students on here right now, and that's their their next phase, um, is there anything that helped you once you finished and were realizing that you were coming into your next phase that was good for you to focus on, even if you didn't know the next thing was rowing? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think first of all, like it's totally okay to be, you know, sad that things are over. Um, I feel like I've always kind of been the kind of person that likes to just have my feelings as I would say to my parents when I was a kid. Um, because I think sometimes trying to like bottle things up, like just leads to, you know, it being worse later. Um, and I mean, graduating from college is like a big deal. Um, and especially when you've done a sport, like it's kind of like a two, two punch out, you know, whatever. I don't know what that's called two jab punch. Um, because it's like, you go from having so much structure and all of these people and these things that you do. And then suddenly it's like all gone. Um, and so I think, I think that can be really hard. I, um, like started working pretty quickly after I graduated college, um, which I do think was like helpful just to have something 
you know, to dive into that wasn't school and rowing um, to keep to keep myself kind of busy. But I feel like, you know, finding finding whatever it is that you, you know, if you like being part of a team, like, you know, finding something if you want to keep exercising, you know, on a more normal basis, like maybe it's joining a running club or, you know, some sort of like CrossFit style gym or something. I feel like a lot of my friends that had like hard times, you know, missing a team aspect of like life. Um, if you don't find that in like work, then found it in, you know, maybe another like less intense athletic thing. Um, because, you know, it's way more fun to like exercise and spend time with other people than to just like work out by yourself all the time. If you have a question you'd like to submit to ask Christy anything, head to our website, theother3years.com. You can find more information in the show notes. Here's a special thank you to our sponsor, Palette. Palette is a co-working space and community that celebrates culture, shared ideas, and connections with offices in Saratoga and Schenectady, New York. Palette is a comfortable place to get work done, escape from the challenges of home, or connect and meet with a group of friends. And they have great snacks. Visit palettecommunity.com to learn more and join today. Coming up next week on the podcast, we talk about high expectations, what they are, how to manage them, and what I think about them. I had a great conversation with my friend and producer, Christine O'Donnell, so be sure to listen. This episode's about expectations. The definition from Oxford is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. And I think expectation has a negative connotation, but I don't think it necessarily needs to. I think in our culture, expectation seems heavy. Whereas I would argue my parents have have high expectations of me in a positive way. It just means that they think that I can do anything and their like undenying belief that I can do anything has let me achieve really amazing things in my life. So sometimes I think expectations can be stifling and can kind of be overwhelming and be like a noose around your neck. But I think also having high expectations of people can be like a really positive thing because oftentimes it's easier to see somebody else's potential than to see your own potential. I think you're hitting on such a great point. And that is giving people the opportunity to rise to the occasion. I'd love to hear from you. So send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theother3years.com. 